divorcingadults.com, store.divorcingadults.com on your favorite podcasting platform on YouTube and Rumble. Follow on Twitter, LinkedIn, and TikTok. Hi, my name is Vanessa. I'm a Florida family mediator, and today's video slash podcasts are going to be about the Real Housewives, one of them. And basically, Erica and Tom, Girardart, I can't even pronounce the last name, G-I-R-A-R-D-I is their last name. So this is the story that basically just won't quit. Um, as some of you may or may not be familiar with, uh, this housewife, she was married to an attorney um, he was an attorney. I don't think he is any longer um, because of allegations of criminal activity against him. It is a complete and utter fiasco. There have been, there was a documentary done about a year ago. I think it was called um, The Housewife and the Hustler or something like that. I did watch it. It was actually very informative and well put together. I thought I learned way too much about these two individuals and their, their history together and separate from each other. And um, one of the things I find to be most intriguing about this story aren't just the, the total fiasco that this is legally for these two and the story that just won't quit, but the fact that reality TV stars don't seem to know what they're getting themselves into. You know, I know that many of these people go on these reality TV shows. There's countless reality TV shows now. I watch them. I know other people watch these types of shows. Um, and they think that it's going to be just easy fame, great career from it, instant success some of these people do. But what they fail to calculate and to think about is the potential devastating impact upon their life their finances, their career, whatever they had going before, any reputation they may have ever hoped to have had, um, when their entire life and home inside of their home, children even, are being broadcast globally. And what I've seen happen again and again and again is that, you know, people are allegedly engaging in some things they shouldn't be engaging in legally with their business dealings or their personal life or whatever it may be. And it ends up being exposed because these reality TV shows and you have someone who's in a position of power and a regulator potentially watching these TV shows and they're like, oh, I didn't know that, you know, that person had that or this or this going on. And it triggers some kind of investigation. Next thing you know, people are facing different criminal allegations, um, and could even be facing jail time, incarceration, prison, um, probation, you know, criminal charges, indictments, um, all kinds of different civil lawsuits and stuff like that. People don't think about that. And it's not the first time that we've seen a housewife in some kind of legal trouble. It won't be the last time. There have been a number of probably countless reality TV celebs that rose to fame very quickly ended up with countless legal problems as a result of that fame, um, kind of correlating with that fame because of different things that were exposed about their lives that previously had been hidden. So, you know, I would, you, I would like to hope and think that people would think twice before hopping reality TV, but it doesn't ever seem to be the case. People are very focused on fame for, and don't think about the consequences. 
So I will go ahead and share this um, article. It's really focused more of the legal perspective. People are pretty upset. Some people are because they feel that essentially um, Tom is what I'll call him. Um, alleged behavior has cast, you know, like the California bar in an unflattering light because it's saying that there are basically allegedly a, a years of history here that weren't dealt with accordingly. And um, the state bars in many states are subject to a lot of criticism and rightfully so regarding the alleged behavior of certain lawyers and how they do or don't choose to deal with that in a proactive manner. So here we go. So um, this is a racketeering lawsuit filed against Girardi. I think that's how you say Girardi. I think I got right this time. And Keese by one of its local counsel has once again focused attention on the California bar's failure to rein in lawyers like disgraced plaintiff's attorney, Tom Girardi. So basically what he's accused of doing are countless things more than I know. But my understanding of it is that allegedly he's accused of allegedly um, stealing money from his clients that were victims of different horrendous incidents, accidents, whatever. And another attorney who's also accused of some similar conduct is um, a man named Alex Murdaugh in South Carolina. That is a story that also will not quit and um, is also casting South Carolina's legal system in a pretty negative light as well. So this is really across the country. Stuff like this is happening, not just like in one state. And I will probably cover the Alex Murdaugh thing at a different time uh, a little bit, but not a lot because that story is so confusing. I can't even get it straight. And I've been listening to podcasts and watching documentaries and I, I'm still like having a hard time wrapping my mind around that story. So it gets into talking about what I said, which is the bars. California state bar has been subject to a lot of criticism and they're also criticizing that the California bar has allegedly only disciplined a tiny fraction of lawyers of the large volume of complaints that they receive. And this is something that's not just isolated to California state bar. This actually happens in other states as well. Um, for example, you know, I'm familiar that other states also have that. Um, one in particular that comes to my mind, I'm not going to name. So... It says that there's a RICO lawsuit. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds really familiar. Alleges the now defunct Girardi and Keyes firm operated a long-running Ponzi scheme, stealing from vendors and attorneys as well to fund a lavish lifestyle for Girardi and his celebrity wife, Erica. So this is something I'd heard about. And I think I heard about this in the documentary that I mentioned that was out about a year ago. And it was basically, this is something that I think Alex Murdaugh is allegedly accused of as well, which is like not just stealing money from people, but then like taking some of the money to try to, you know, hush up, so to speak, other people and make it look like there was no theft occurring. And it's almost kind of reminds me of like one telling one lie to cover up another lie, another lie, another lie. And it just 
becoming this bigger and bigger and bigger fiasco and criminal alleged activity than it would have been originally had it just stopped or never happened in the first place. So um, it kind of names over some of these kind of horrific incidences that happened, like a 2018 crash of Lion Air Flight JT-610. Um, it talks about state audits that are going on, revealing allegations of decades-long long fund diversions, self-dealing, and ethical violations. The climbing count of Girardi's victims also fueled already long-simmering claims of a state regulator Basically, state regulator not doing what they're supposed to be doing. I think they're referring to California State Bar in that one, but I could be wrong. And then it just goes on to talk about how this all casts the legal profession in a very negative light. People are saying like literally the exact same thing about Alex Murdaugh in South Carolina, how his activity also casts the legal profession in a negative light. And they're absolutely correct. It does. But like at the end of the day, it is what it is, right? Like if it's happening, it's happening. And so I think it's really important when stuff like this happens to in any industry, but especially, you know, in this situation, the legal industry, because I've actually had a lawyer tell me, um, a very young lawyer tell me, oh, it's an isolated incident, you know, because there was some other lawyer behaving badly. Um, gosh, um, it was... <laughs> I'm never going to name, I'm never going to name the celebrity. I'm never going to name the celebrity, but it was another high profile lawyer that was all over TV, like day in and day out that ended up being outed for engaging in criminal activity. Okay. I think that person, I'm pretty sure that person went to jail. I don't know if they're out. They don't have a law license anymore. Okay. <laughs> but they too were stealing from clients. And of course there's a lot of different ways to violate ethics, not just stealing from clients. But it's like, you can only say it's isolated incident if it, if it really is not when it keeps happening over and over and over and over again. And so, yeah, it does cast any industry in negative light when stuff like that's occurring. And Alex Murdaugh is someone who's being referenced constantly as being, you know, an embarrassment to the legal profession in South Carolina because of all of the different allegations that he is facing, of which there are Last I heard, I think there were 81, I think, indictments. I'm not quite sure. There's so many. Just Google it. You'll see what I'm talking about. And he was just accused of actually murdering his wife and son, allegedly. Um, and so that's on top of everything else that he's accused of. And so there should be a trial shortly about that because his lawyers filed some paperwork to for speedy trial that's what i heard in the news about that one so anyways but the reason i bring this up and what this has to do with divorcing adults is the fact that people that are married to each other can be held responsible for each other's behavior unfortunately and because eric girardi erica sorry erica girardi was married to this man obviously it cast her in a negative light because of all of the allegations against her i think they're divorced now um ex-husband tom girardi and she has not been alleviated from the burden of dealing with this 
fiasco whatsoever. Um, obviously, she wasn't a lawyer, to the best of my knowledge. She didn't practice law, but her husband did. And he did allegedly all these different things. And now because of the fiasco of her husband, ex-husband's alleged behavior, it's like, who knows if she will ever be free of this situation, of this fiasco that has ensued surrounding his alleged behavior. And it's just like, I don't think I know when I got married. Uh, there was no education at all in in America where I got married. I got married in Washington State um, about any of these things, any of the potential consequences and ramifications of being married to someone else. Yet, unfortunately, people like Erica Girardi get to learn the hard way about the potential ramifications or consequences of being married to someone who allegedly gauges in all kinds of illegal activities, Right. And um, I think she's 40-something years old, if I'm not mistaken now. I don't know her exact age. And I just question whether or not she'll ever be free of this. Her husband was substantially older than her. I think he's in his 80s. Don't quote me on that. But there's a massive age difference between the two of them. This man could die any day. And he's going to be, depending upon what you believe with your religious beliefs or whatnot, potentially alleviated from this burden, at least here on Earth, okay? At least here on Earth, he won't have to deal with this anymore from his alleged behavior. But Erica Girardi, hopefully I'm saying that last name correct, I mean, she literally for the rest of her life is going to be associated with this in the public eye at a minimum. At a minimum. People are going to be like, oh yeah, Erica, that's a real housewife whose ex-husband allegedly did blah, 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 blah. You know, that's what people are going to know her for and that is a horrible thing to be known for for the rest of your existence on earth and so you know it it's just it's a nightmare so back to the article so um let's see So it goes on to seem kind of more of the same way I was talking about with regard to people complaining. One of the interesting comments I thought in here was it says, while legislative pressure has helped to tra- has helped transform the bar from a country club run by a board of governors charging dues for its members to one that prioritizes consumer protection over the past decade, the Girardi affair reached its crescendo at nearly the same time the organization was forced to defend itself in U.S. court against allegations it failed to safeguard online attorney and client complaint data. And so this issue, too, with about the data stuff they're talking about, about privacy and like um, cybersecurity, that is really not unique to, to this one situation um, here because I know that um, another state bar that comes to my mind had issues with cybersecurity. And quite frankly, most organizations are facing, all organizations, all people are facing cybersecurity threats in America for sure. And so that's really not new um, at all. That's really not new. And that's not unique at all. So, okay. The Bar's Board of Trustees, I'm just kind of pulling some different excerpts out here that are interesting. The Bar's Board of Trustees in light of Girardi's, quote, in light of Girardi's massive malfeasance, end quote, approved requiring lawyers to report the amount of client rewards 
held in individual trust accounts and to conduct mandatory self-assessments. I kind of question the self-assessment. Like, what, 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 how do you even know that they did a self-assessment if it's a self-assessment? <laughs> I don't know if I really trust that, but okay. Anyways, um, there's other quotes basically about measures taken to prevent, you know, criminal misconduct from happening in the future. Um, yeah, and then it says, there's another quote that says, we reviewed files for one attorney who was the subject of 165 complaints over seven years, many of which the state bar dismissed outright or closed after sending private letters to the attorney. Um, that's what one person here is saying in, in the letter. Da, 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 da. And so basically a lot of complaints about how the California state bar is running itself and whatnot. Um, but, you know, back to Erica Girardi, it just like, so she's, I don't think ever going to be free of this situation. And um, it just sounds like this unending nightmare for her. And I, I just... Oh, what a nightmare. So anyways, this was published by, um, new, it's a news article published by Bloomberg Law. And if you are on a platform where there's a description below the video slash podcast, then check it out. The link will be below. You can read all the pages. It's five pages in the printer friendly format. So, um, that is it for today on that topic. But it's definitely something worth considering if you're thinking about getting married, if you're already married, or, you know, if you're going through a divorce um, or divorced or single or whoever about just how a spouse's behavior can affect another spouse during the marriage and even after the marriage, potentially after the divorce. So something to really think about these fall falls from graces so to speak, really affect um, the other spouse. I've seen it countless times in the public and even, you know, in the military community, I've seen how you get with this high-ranking general that is so esteemed and so revered and, and then suddenly they have a fall from grace where something comes out about them and then the spouse is just left completely reeling and devastated. You see this with politicians too. And so it's just fascinating to see the social implications and legal ramifications potentially of um, when one spouse makes choices that affect the other spouse. All right. I wish you all the best. That's it for today. Bye. Check out divorcingadults.com, store.divorcingadults.com on your favorite podcasting platform on YouTube and Rumble. Follow on Twitter, LinkedIn, and TikTok.